Kendall Whaler. Kendall, welcome. Hey, thanks, Mark, for having me. Hey, I'm so excited. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. We may even run a little bit late today, but before we do that, tell uh, the audience just a little bit about where you're from and, and what you do. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Columbus, Georgia, and my husband's job uh, moved us to Fairhope in 2014. I am the broker of the Fairhope Jay Park Coastal County office. We have five locations, but I do broker the Fairhope office. Um, I have three kids, about to be 14, about to be 12, and then two and a half, so I'm busy. Boys uh, or girls? Uh, two boys and a girl. So oldest is a boy, middle is a girl, and then the youngest is a boy, which he's keeps me definitely really busy. Well, great. Now, there's so much uh, to unpack here, but first of all, congratulations on being a CEPI nominee. I think you're in four categories. Thank you. So, um, you know, that's just a phenomenal performance considering we're coming out, uh, well, no matter what you consider, it's a phenomenal performance, but add on top of it that we went through the year 2020 and it's uh, even more special. So agent of the year, listing agent of the year, uh, individual agent for both production and units and dollar sales, four categories that you're a nominee and congratulations. Thank you, I was very shocked. <laughs> well, uh, obviously you put in the work. Now, one of the things that you've shared with me is you are very intentional about your time. Tell us about that. Um, I usually am at the office actually by now, but I decided to stay at the house while I did this with you so I wasn't interrupted. But when I get to the office, I usually get there around 7.45, 8 o'clock before kind of all the agents start coming in, respond to emails, all that stuff. And my door is always open since I am the broker. And if it's, it's only closed, usually if I'm in a meeting, but when I'm at the office, my goal is to work super, super hard from eight to about four, except for on Mondays and Thursdays, it's eight to three. Cause I gotta get my daughter to cheer. Um, but I'm very intentional with that time. And the agents know that I do chit chat, like we'll go to lunch and stuff like that. Um, but when I'm there, I'm, I'm there to work so that I do not have to work weekends. Um, every once in a while I'll work a weekend, but like spring's on its way, summer's on its way. I'm gonna be on the boat. So, right. you know, I want to, I want to have that time with my family. Well, what we know is Parkinson's law, you know, work expands to the time you give it. So if you give it eight to four and no weekends, then you're going to get the work done in that amount of time that you allocate it. Uh, it, it it's just science. Yeah. Now you also, I think, take a, a little mini vacation, I think about once every quarter, right? Just to kind of get away and break away and break things yep. up. Yes, um, we went to Utah in December. Uh, we are headed to Disney in May, and then we'll probably do two trips this summer somewhere. Now, um, what I'd like everyone to hear though is also how you generate leads. Now, everyone does their, the beauty of our business is, uh, you know, we have over 3000 JPAR associates and we all do it 3,000 different ways. That's, that's yeah. the beauty of it. But there are some commonalities. But one thing that's very unique um, about you, and we have uh, several others, but uh, you only generate leads through your sphere of influence. Is that true? You don't do any online leads, no open houses, no geographic farming. It's word of mouth and sphere of influence. Is that true? That is very true. Um, now, when I first started in 2014 here, I did do lead generation at a very high level with Jason Will. And then uh, when I went out on my own, I, I did not. Everything that I was doing was word of mouth, 
um, you know, keeping up my sphere. I use the Ford script, family, occupation, right. recreation, and dreams. And so I, I'm very intentional with making my client calls. I guess that would be my lead generation, you know, just, hey, I was thinking of you today, Mark. Just wanted to see how's little Johnny, you know, um, just literally checking in. I'm not even asking for business, yeah. but because I stay in touch with them on a consistent basis, they always think of me. Now, how long did it take you, though? You did do some lead generation for the first year or two. Three, first three years. So for three, so for three years, you did pretty intense lead generation. And then by that time, it led you to the path where you had enough past clients that the referrals and ongoing business uh, took over. Yes. And in our area, I'm, I'm really known for being a heavy listing agent. So um, I'm kind of a go-to around here as far as the listings go. So Now, was that just, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a intention of your part? Was that just by design? You said, look, I'll, I'm going to be a listing agent and you just went out to do it? Well, Jason's team used to be ran like buyer side, seller side when I was on his team. And um, so I originally I was on the buyer side. He moved me to the seller side, which I doubled my business when I moved to the seller side. I think a lot of it has to do with personality mm -hmm. uh, traits that you have. Um, I'm a high D, so I'm a very dominant, you know, blunt personality. Mm -hmm. And that really tends to work with the seller side. And right. so I started marketing myself as a listing specialist on social media. And because right. I started marketing myself as a listing specialist, people still knew I worked with buyers, but they knew that that was my specialty. Yeah, you, you tend to attract <clears throat> what, what you want. Yes. Now, I wish Jason was on for a little bit because I'd love to have, maybe we'll have both of you on one day. You yeah. know, so many of the team leaders I work with, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but they never want to let go of their buyer's agents. They want them to be buyer's agents for the rest of their life. Uh, obviously, you had a different vision. You went from being a buyer's agent to a seller's agent to now you're on your own as a solo agent and, and a broker for, for Jason. Yeah, I also ran his team at one point. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you were the operations manager at one point. So, so obviously he helped you. He saw some things in you. What is it about Jason's leadership style that allowed you to grow into what you've grown into? Um, well, Jason was not happy when I left the team because he, he, he really, that was when I was the operations manager and I still sold. So um, when I left, I sold about 12 million. So I was taking a $12 million you know, agent away from the team. Right. Uh, but we are friends and he wanted to support my goals. And at the time when I was on the team, I, you know, I made so many lead gen calls that I was kind of getting burnt out and uh -huh. I told him that, and then I needed more time for my family. So he respected it. And I, so I went independent and then I went from 12 million to, well, I stayed at 12 million until this year I did 16 million. Yeah. Um, but he, he was amazed that I stayed at 12 million without leads. Like he's like, you went from 12 million with leads to 12 million without leads as an independent. You didn't even like flinch. You didn't miss a beat. No. And now you're broker record for one of the offices. So th there's obviously a great relationship and great mutual respect. Now, um, tell me about your routines. I, I think share with your routines for folks on, uh, you know, obviously being agent, uh, nominate, even being nominated for agent of the year, listing agent of the year, production uh, uh, for both units and dollars is not something that just comes easily. You must have a, a structure, a process to your, to your day, your week, and your month. Yes. Um, 
so as far as when it comes to the work schedule, you know, I always check emails first because I like to go ahead and respond. And then after that, I call it getting the hard stuff done first. So I make calls because the truth is when the afternoon gets here, the last thing I want to do is make calls. Um, and usually I have places to be with the kids. So from about, I'd say nine to 11, I'm usually dialing. I take an hour lunch break, usually, unless it's like I have an appointment and then appointments are left for the afternoon. So seller appointments, um, anything like that. Now I do have a showing partner. Her name's Miranda Meharry. So she handles all buyer showings for me. Um, I do all negotiations and everything like that, but I do not show houses. So that also alleviates my appointments to where it's just seller appointments or broker related appointments with my agents. Yeah. Now a lot of people on the, on the listening in are going to say, but wait a minute, if you don't do the showings, how do you maintain the relationship and uh, the connection with the customer? Well, one, it's my sphere typically. So, um, but uh, we have a group, we start a group text. So say it's, it, you say you're my client, Mark. So I start a group text. I'm like, Hey Mark, I want to introduce you to Miranda. She's going to handle all showings for you. You know, I'll handle all negotiations. And we constantly are talking in that group text at a minimum once a week, but usually more than that. Miranda and I will both send properties. I'm still involved. I'm just not showing the house physically. You know, when Jason asked me to take the broker role, I said, in order for me to put that hat on, I got to take a hat off. So right. what can we take off? So I took off showing because, you know, you can be in a car for four hours. You can be in a car all day. Well, how can I be broker if I'm in a car all day? Right. So I took that, you know, that hat off and my clients have not complained. They love Miranda and they love the fact that I jump back in and do all the negotiations. Right. So she literally, once we go under contract, Miranda's gone and I'm taking over. They don't even hear from Miranda again. Right. Right. And, and how do you position that with the client up front? So they know what to, I mean, it's all about setting expectations, right? So, yeah. so you, you must position it, you position it as here's, here's the team. It's almost like when I go to the dentist, the dental hygienist does my teeth, but the dentist comes in afterwards and does the kind of the final check and the, uh, the doctor stuff. So it would go like this. Hey, Mark, I know we're getting ready to put your house on the market, but I kind of wanted you to know how, you know, my team works. So once we go under contract and even if there's things that you want to see before, I'm going to set you up with Miranda. She is my showing partner. So mm -hmm. she's just going to open doors for you, kind of help answer some questions. And then once we find the right house and we go under contract, then you'll be back with me. I will stay involved the entire time. I will communicate with you at least once a week. So you're not losing me by any means. You're getting two agents for the price of one, you know, so you get both of us. Love it. Love it. And, you know, that's how doctors work. It's how lawyers work. Yep. Um, you know, um, even right now, when I go to the doctor's office, I see what they call a physician's assistant. Right. I never, I very rarely see my doctor. I mean, he comes in and says hello and checks up a couple things, but I see a physician's assistant most, most of the time. And uh, very, very rarely do I see the doctor. Yeah. Um, Leverage is key. You know, in order to grow, I couldn't break 12 million um, to save my life. And or, I'm sorry, I couldn't break 13 million. I'd get like 12.7. Right. And then when I hired Miranda last June, I hit 16. So. Well, and I'm glad you said it. Leverage is so key. And what many of us struggle with that are listening is how to position it with the client. And you just positioned it so well. Here, here's how we're going to work together. Here's how I'm going to stay involved. Here's my role. Here's uh, Miranda's role. And here's how we work together to accomplish your real estate goals. And you set the expectation up front. Now, 
what if someone says, but I only want you? That does happen. So Miranda and I just have an agreement that if the client says, Kendall, I only want you. And in fact, that's happened twice since June. Um, she lets me just take them. Um, and, and it's no big deal. And so, so if that does happen, you do intervene and, and just do the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, they are friends and they are clients. So, I mean, I do have that every once in a while. Most people don't mind. But if I've had two since June, I've had a lot that I sent to her. You know, I yeah, can handle two. When you, when you think about it, the, you know, two, let's say it's, you know, two out of 20, two out of 10. Right. right. Whatever that number is, you still leveraged yourself, uh, you know, at least 80% of the time you've leveraged yourself and that's a lot more manageable than having to do all of them. Yeah, I, I could not, I could not imagine showing houses with all my hats that I have yeah. on. Yeah, L leverage, leverage is the key word of the day. That's the quote of the day from Kendall, leverage. Leverage, yeah. you want a lot. Any last words of wisdom for the group? Um, you know, when I transitioned to the independent side from the team side, you know, I thought that uh, buying leads and all that was so, so important. But what I didn't realize is because I had made so many calls, I wasn't staying in touch with my past clients like I should. And when I let that go and stayed in touch with my past clients, you know, my business skyrocketed. They already love you. So they already love Mark Johnson. So they can send you more business than any lead that you'll ever buy. And, you know, it's warm business. It's not cold business. So, you know, they're already singing your praises. So to, you know, develop that relationship, don't treat them like a transaction, treat them like a friend and become their friend. I'm not saying you have to go to dinner with them, but just stay in touch. Yeah. And I think your business will truly, truly grow if you, if you truly care that way. Uh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us this morning. We'd love to have you back and sure. dig into a little deeper on some of these, these topics. Sure, be um, happy to.